Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. Today we are going to read from the book of Revelation as we continue discussing the protocols of being in God's presence. But before we delve into that, I want us to remember that Apostle John's primary audience and recipients were the churches. And so everything the Lord told John to write was meant for the church. And there's not a single word or record of it that is there by mistake. Now, while Revelation 4 through 19 is mainly concerned with God's judgment to the world, or what we call the Great Tribulation, John reveals extra details of the seat of power, the throne of God. Apart from what we read yesterday about uh, Prophet Isaiah's vision, and he reveals how the beings that surround the throne worship God. And this is what I want us to look at as we seek to understand how best we can approach God's presence and how we are supposed to respond to God's holiness and sovereignty. So today we are reading from Revelation chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 11. Apostle John says, And instantly I was in the Spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnaline, and the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their head. From the throne came flashes of lightning and and rumble of thunder. In front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames, like the sevenfold of for sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of the of these living beings was like a lion. The second was like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day, and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty. The one who, who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. 
Wow. Yeah. You know, every time I read this passage, I try to imagine the excitement that John must have felt when he beheld the throne room of God. But remember that this wasn't the first time John was encountering the Lord. He had an encounter with the Lord in the island of Patmos. But this time round he was carried into heaven. He was lifted up to the throne room of God, into the very presence of God, into the place of absolute authority. Remember, we, we made reference to this yesterday when we said that John is one of the people recorded in the Bible to have beheld God's throne. And we say that this is not a mere symbolism. There is an occupied throne in heaven, and it is and forever shall remain in place. There has never been a time when that throne was unoccupied. And John tells us that he that sat on that throne was like jasper and sardines. You see, what John saw was very clear. It was beautiful and flawless. And we'll see why as we discuss this vision. John Father says that there was a rainbow around the throne inside like unto an emerald. I know we all know how a rainbow looks like. It is semi-circular. But John says that the throne was encompassed by an emerald rainbow, a complete rainbow. You know, a rainbow holds great significance to both the Israelites and us believers. It was a sign that was given to Noah by God as a sign of covenant and promise that God would no more destroy the earth with water. It was a sign that the storm was over. And this is what John was standing before. He was standing before the throne of God before the seed of mercy. He was standing in the place of perfect peace and rest before the sovereign and saving God. John was standing before the order of all existence, the order of beginnings and endings. He was standing where the redeemed and glorified elders had taken their place in the presence of God, resting from their labors and he had been taken up to the place where those who had earned their crowns had taken comfort in the presence of God. And John goes on ahead to describe further the impressive and fearful sight at the throne of God, the lightning, the thunder, and the voices. And if you have read the events at Mount Sinai in Exodus 19 and 20, you will know that this was the, remi the, the remissionment of the presence of God. It communicates in all striking presence of God. And he goes on to say that in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This was the sevenfold spirit of God, the completeness of the spirit of God. And in front of the throne, was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like 
Kristo. I know there have been divisions among Bible commentators who on whether the emphasis here is on the materials or the appearance of this lake but to me this lake speaks of the holiness and the constant and changing character of God I don't want to say whether it's made of crystal whether it's clear but uh, the material made of the lake because there's a debate going on but I want to focus on what it represents holiness constant and changing character of God it wasn't tossed around by winds and waves it remained calm it remained clear and you know you've got to love the attention John gives the description of the scene before him he literally took in every bit of it he didn't leave out any details because everything meant something to him he didn't take any bit of it for granted and we see this even in how he describes the four living beings before the throne their appearance you know he says they are full of eyes in front and behind symbolic of complete intelligence and their types which i feel represents the entirety of god's creation you know the wild the domestic the birds and the fall and the humans all these beings bowing and worshiping the lord in unison and then and this is my favorite part john describes how all who were before the throne of god beasts and men together respond to the sovereignty of god he says that day after day night after day at night after night they keep on saying holy 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 is the lord god the almighty and whenever they give glory and honor and thanks to the one seated on the throne then the 24 elders also fall down and worship they lay their crowns before the throne and they say you are worthy o lord our god to receive the glory and honor for you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased this is the protocol we are talking about and we cannot respond correctly to what we do not understand we cannot worship correctly if we do not understand the focus of our worship or we do not comprehend the presence before which we stand and this is why john gave us such a detailed description of what we saw because he was there in all senses because no detail of where he was escaped him and even with, with the four living beings and the 24 elders it was because they understood where they were and before whom they stood and whose name they were calling that they worshiped the way they did you see they knew they were in the throne room of god they knew they were standing before the almighty they know they know that they are before a flawless glory and these are the things that we are supposed to be conscious of whenever we approach the throne of god
Whenever we go before him, whenever we call the Lord's name, we need to remember that we are standing before the seat of mercy in the place of perfect peace and rest, that we are standing before the altar of beginnings and endings, that we are crying out to the completeness of the Spirit of God, that we are going before the unchanging God, that we, and when we understand these things, when our consciousness become aware of these facts, our response to the holiness, the glory and the sovereignty of God will be right. Our worship will come out right. Our praise will be flawless because we have understood the greatness before which we stand and our protocol of going before such greatness and holiness will be right. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights and this is Protocol of His Presence, Day 4. Shalom.